The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I want to have a little bit of fun here because it was exactly a month ago today. It might not be a fun thought to all of you out there thinking a month ago is when the NHL playoffs started. But one month ago, the Edmonton Oilers played the Chicago Blackhawks for the first time. One of myriad games that took place. I know the suspense was just unbearable, like waiting for hockey, waiting for hockey. I bought the NHL live package specifically for the playoffs because I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan now. I mean, I'm a, I'm a converted reformed, however you want to say it, Canucks fan. And uh, I've never had cable before. Never will, I don't think. It's just uh, not not something that's a part of uh, my life. I don't watch a whole lot of TV unless it's live sports. But I decided to spring for the NHL live package because I was doing a little bit of budgeting. I moved into a new place and the cost of the NHL live package, I thought would be, you know, at least equal to one or maybe two trips to a a local establishment to have a couple adult beverages and be able to watch the game. And so I thought, you know, I'll I'll, I'll just suck it up right now and uh, I can watch all the playoff hockey. That wasn't necessarily the case for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. I am a fan. I see a couple of you on the text line uh, asking me if I'm just saying that because I'm on the radio right now. But no, the home theme for my NHL Live Pack is indeed the Oilers. It's been a little bit uh, quiet as of nowadays. But I'm looking for a new team to cheer for because with the NHL Live Pack, I have on-demand games more than I could ever hope to watch in one game. When working eight, nine hours a day, there's no way that I could be able to watch the games and they're all at my disposal, but I want a horse in the race because... I made the commitment, I made the investment, and I want to hear from you as to who you think I should be cheering for here leading up to the 2020 Stanley Cup Final. Now, there are seven teams that are currently still in the running for Lord Stanley this year, a couple of them facing deficits, but those being Vegas, Vancouver, Dallas, Colorado, the New York Islanders, Philadelphia Flyers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have already advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to bring in uh, an authority on this matter, my good friend Brendan Escott. Uh, you know him from 630 Ched Sports, uh, the producer of Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Escott, I uh, asked you a little bit earlier in the day to kind of come up with either a prep package or just answer some questions that I might have and answer some questions on the text line, who I should cheer for. But before we get to that point, obviously, it's been a month since the playoffs started. Is it the Oilers that unfortunately might have been, you know, the the biggest disappointment to this point? I I hate to put that label on it, but we had such high expectations coming into this thing. Is is there another series that kind of jumps out at you? Yeah, Montreal advancing past Pittsburgh in that uh, qualifying round in the first place. You can pretty much put that in the same, holy cow, did that actually happen category as as the Oilers. But in the same breath, listen, Chicago was was an experienced team. how much longer that's going to be an excuse, so to speak, for yeah. the Oilers? Well, the time is pretty well run out on that. I'm sure I don't need to tell the fan base. So, <laughs> no, I would say Pittsburgh, just because Montreal, they didn't have many offensive horses at all. So I would say that was sort of the surprise. But, I mean, the other big storyline, Chris, it's been emerging young defensemen right across the gamut. Uh, if you talk about Vegas, you're looking at Shea Theodore yes. from, from the coast in your parts. And he's really coming into his own as an elite defense. There, Kale McCarr, we know him from the south part of the province. He's from Calgary. He played his hockey uh, prior to the NHL in Brooks and was dominant there and has been dominant for the Avalanche in this playoff run, playing, you know, 25, 26, 27 minutes a game. But Merrill Heiskanen, 
the third overall pick from 2018, if memory serves. He has been just a force, Chris, at both ends of the ice for the Dallas Stars. He's a big part of the reason that they have Colorado on the ropes. So we'll see if that trend continues as far as young defensemen really emerging here. Okay, Scott, let's start out west and then we'll go to the east. And so when I think of Dallas, either rightly or wrongly, I I didn't think they had much of a matchup at all against Colorado. When I think of Dallas, I think of Ben Bishop, their goalie, and I think of older guys that may have sort of turned the corner on their careers. I think of a Corey Perry. I think of Joe Pavelski. And I, I kind of look at it more of a mismatch of parts and just hoping that everything works. Like this would be an excellent team in 2014, 15 sort of thing. But they're actually like performing incredibly well. And despite what we saw yesterday, sell me on the Dallas Stars and why you think that I should become a fan of them here moving forward. Well, one of those key depth players with experience is former Edmonton Oiler Andrew Cogliano. So if you have a little bit of Oilers fandom brewing in you, uh, there's a good place to look for it. But he's just one piece, as you mentioned, some not necessarily castaways, but Dallas in recent years has presented itself as a really good market for guys to have the swan song of their career. So Talk to me about Joe Pavelski as, as being someone you didn't necessarily think uh, was going to be impactful. Well, he's flipped the script on that. He's up to seven or eight goals, I think, now for the Stars. He's been hmm. uh, a huge part of the reason why they've been able to advance. They've been doing it without Ben Bishop, by the way, in net. He returned in the last game and, they, and was promptly replaced then by Anton Hudobin, who had been shouldering the load. Bishop looked rusty. But for your Dallas Stars, it's because those guys in the swan song, the twilight of their career, so to speak, have been contributing. Uh, There's a good reason why you can consider them maybe a favorite out of the West. That's a very strong first candidate, you know, maybe a bit of an underdog, some lovable guys. Um, The team they're playing, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, a lot of skill there, you know, watching their power play or just watching guys fly around the ice. I'd say one of the more exciting teams that there was in the NHL, absolutely loaded with skill. Love it or hate it from finishing, you know, having some pretty rough years leading to the draft. They have Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon. But uh, sell me on them. I know they have some goaltending issues of their own right now, but uh, going up, they're they're down 2-3 now. They were 1-3. Why should I cheer for them? Because they probably stand the best chance of coming back in a series right now based on their high power offense, which was full, uh, was on full display last night. Nathan McKinnon has been talked about as the best player in the league, and if not the best, certainly in the top three there with Crosby and McDavid as well. When you watch him play, it's a different kind of speed. Connor McDavid, obviously a lot faster. Connor McDavid is mock speed, but Nathan McKinnon, he's got such a powerful body that he is able to use at top speed at his top speed and it's really fun to watch that so Colorado needs a little bit of depth but there's your selling point all on its own you've got one of the game's marquee players uh, right there in the forefront and when he's not on you can see it in the team and when he is it makes a big difference too I just like a team that can score you know four goals five goals in the first period and then they're coasting afterwards but that that first jolt you know the first 13, 14, 15 minutes is just absolutely bonkers, and you can see the skill. Uh, One team that's up 3-1 and poised to advance against the Vancouver Canucks is uh, the shirt that our board operator, Kellen Kennedy, is wearing, the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'll I'll have to tell you, I've got about seven or eight texts so far, and four of them have been for the Vegas Golden Knights. Why do you think people are sort of so in love with them or consider them to be a darling still? I know they were an expansion team, but I think, aren't we kind of 
past the honeymoon phase with him as a new thing? Yeah, there might be a little bit of the shine left. I'll tell you why I think people are interested in the Golden Knights around some circles anyway. It's because either one of those goaltenders could be dressing here in Edmonton next year. Either one of Marc-Andre Fleury or Robin Leonard will at least be considered. Now, don't get too excited. Leonard's going to come with a pretty expensive price tag, and particularly as it seems that Vegas wants to go with him as their number one option moving forward. But Marc-Andre Fleury, who'd been the face of that franchise since the expansion draft, he's still there and he's still got some tread on his tires so will he still be in vegas moving forward i'm not so sure and would he be an upgrade over edmonton's goaltending situation probably so there's a reason to watch vegas okay well we'll we'll be watching them when they play the canucks next and uh, vancouver won game two was a little bit surprising how dominant they were in that game but a lot of people kind of emerging for that canucks team bo horvat elias Pettersson. you know playing in the pacific time zone a lot of media out east i don't think get to see these guys on a consistent basis but they've really been impactful here so far their stars need to be their stars and when they are playing when you've got hey Brock Besser has been a little quiet for my taste in this playoffs but you mentioned Elias Pettersson you mentioned Bo Horvat who the captain of this team is really having a coming out party um, in this postseason so being the as the fact like I can't stress this enough I've not been alive with a Canadian Stanley Cup champion it's been 20 this is 26 years now uh, since the Montreal Canadiens have won the Stanley Cup back in 1993. So that in and of itself is your reason to cheer for any Canadian team at any point in the near future. I think that's definitely a winning theory. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Vancouver can come back to this. I mentioned I'm a reformed Canucks fan. They might be 1A and then, you know, 2, not 1A, 1B. But uh, Brendan Escott joining us here. Get to your text as well. We're going to break down the Eastern Conference and see if I can pick a team. Chris Brenlinger Grant with you here. 6.30 Ched Afternoons. Jalen and I should be back tomorrow, but for the time that uh, we are in the host seat, uh, my pal Brendan Escott and I, uh, we're breaking down the seven remaining teams in the NHL playoffs, and we're trying to decide who I should be cheering for, what bandwagon I should become a part of uh, before the 2020 Stanley Cup Final is decided. And Escott, we have one conference remaining, and I want to get your thoughts on a couple of teams that I don't know a whole lot about, but they seem to be doing pretty well, at least to this point. So the one team that has advanced to the conference finals already, Tampa Bay Lightning. What can you tell me about them and why should I fall in love with the Ning? They have probably the deepest roster, I would say, certainly in the Eastern Conference, if not right across the NHL right now. It's been they've been on the cusp of winning a Stanley Cup, it seems, with the roster on paper for the last five years. They have very high end talent that's producing on a cheap budget, and that means that more of it can be on the roster. Anthony Shirelli, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov has come alive. Andre Vasilevsky is probably the best goaltender in the league right now. They have a lot moving for them right now. They're already into the East Final, and I expect them to emerge with the Stanley Cup this year, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, a team also that had a lot of history with our beloved Edmonton Oilers, the New York Islanders, are also up 3-1 in their series against Philadelphia. I, I think I might be picking a potential winner in that series, but tell me why I should follow this team. They seem to be a little bit, you know, sort of pedestrian or, like, defensive-oriented. I'm not sure I love that style, but sell me on the Islanders. You're not going to see the flair, but it doesn't 
doesn't necessarily matter. They've got Barry Trotz behind the bench of this team. He won the Stanley Cup with uh, the Washington Capitals back in 2018, which is something that no other coach has been able to do before mm. or since, despite all the talent on that team. His players buy in. Don't forget Jordan Eberle, former Oiler, one of those players. He's also really emerged into a leadership role in an otherwise pretty young team. Um, they're, they're an underdog, Chris, because they don't play a flashy style, but they're responsible and they do stand a chance against Tampa. That'll be a real contrast in that series, assuming that they're able to get by Philly. Their opponent, uh, a, a team that I've been hearing a lot from on the text line here, the Philadelphia Flyers, certainly a local angle if I want to invest myself in that. What can you tell me about uh, the reasons why people in Edmonton might be cheering on Philadelphia? Well, you know Carter Hart, and if you don't, you should by now. Carter Hart from Sherwood Park was an absolute standout at the WHL level. This is his first kick at the can uh, with a full-time job in the playoffs as the starting goaltender for a pretty darn good Philly team, and he's been relied on heavily. He has answered the bell pretty well every step of the way. You want to focus local? This guy's the future of Canadian goaltending, and you can watch it right now. Okay, well, that sounds excellent. Uh, Pam is on the phone, and Pam, do you have a team that you think, um, well, a lot of stuff going on there, Pam. Do you have a team that you think I should be cheering for here in 2020? Um, you know, I, all, at this point of the season, every team's got great players on it. And though it may seem a bit unpatriotic, I would suggest you cheer for a team with the social conscience, and that's the Las Vegas Knights. The reason I say that is when, while they're here in Edmonton, they uh, took the time to send pizzas to our homeless, and I thought that was a real class act. Well, Pam, that's very nice. I didn't actually think of that before. And that's a brilliant insight by Pam. That's Absolutely. very good. Very good. I will say Vegas is probably the clubhouse leader right now. A lot of texts from you. Carter Hart, got to go for the Phillies. Got to go for the for the Flyers, not the Phillies. Uh, a couple other people. Vegas, Vegas baby, when you go and see a game there, it'll, it'll never change. You won't even go back to the Oilers. And uh, one more text talking about Vegas, Escott. Uh, unfortunately, someone, uh, ye of little faith, saying they can get one of the Vegas goaltenders but it won't change anything. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Here we are, September the 1st. That's the spirit.